Warning, do not apply this podcast to polished wooden surfaces, leather or Raylon fabric. Always pre-test on a despised work colleague, preferably the national CEO. Hello, I'm Alan Joyce with an important message for our customers. I've been to cities that never closed down. From, From Dublin, Dublin to Dublin to Dublin, Dublin then, then back, back to, to Dublin. Dublin. And Tipperary. And Dingle. Yes, viewers, Alan Joyce, CEO of Qantas. He's pulled the handle on the emergency exit mid-flight. Yep, he's off. He's grabbed his $24 million parachute. And he's flung himself down the inflatable aero chute. He's resigned, you mean? Yep. He waved the middle finger at us through the business class window. He's taking off two months early. It's the only time he's enabled anything to take off early. And that's the end of the Joyce shtick at our national airline. We just got the word from the shenanigans. We did, yes, yes, yes we did. And the word was piss off, Alan. That's three words. Ah, but according to the accountants doing Alan's taxes, that's just one word. Right, yes. Right. Yeah. It's been a turbulent ride with Alan these last 15 years. Fasten your seatbelts, viewers, and put yourself into the upright position. An Alan Joyce fetish, so I'm told. Listen to this list of controversies, danglers. Actually, viewers, you might want to assume the brace position. The brace position? Yep. That's his other fetish, I believe. Well... He had a fetish for selling tickets on Qantas flights that had already been cancelled. Controversy. Oh, Barry, that's just strategic marketing. Suppose so. If you can get punters to fork out on airline seats that don't exist, buyer beware, I say. But you have to offer a refund. Which you can cancel, just like the flights. Now that's a business model. Money for nothing. Literally, money for nothing, verse two. I think Alan Joyce has been harshly treated myself. Uh, Apart from the... $100 million salary. Well, yes, yes, there's that. And the $24 million bonus. OK, the $24 million, yes. yes. And the profit he made selling his Qantas shares. OK, OK, he's been inside trading on the Qantas shares, yes. but that hardly makes up for the battering to his poor little ego. Oh, yeah, poor guy. He must feel awful. Awful? I mean, just because Qantas lost $200 billion under his watch. Oh, it must be a big watch. Just because he offshored all of Qantas's maintenance and just because he kept ticket prices artificially inflated and just because he grounded the entire fleet for a month for no good reason and just because he personally interfered with Australian rugby and had the Wallabies best player sacked and just because he took a couple of billion from taxpayers to keep staff on during the pandemic and then sacked everyone yes yes and just because he refused to update the Qantas fleet for 20 years it's not like they had planes falling out of the sky no no just bits of planes yeah and that only happened a couple of times Oh, a few times. No, about five times? About ten times, actually. Yeah. But that, that's just good business. I don't know why everyone hates him. But hate him we did. Well, that's just the Australian way, isn't it? I mean, OK, he was a bit unfairly treated and now, just as he and Qantas face criminal charges in court, he jumps ship two months early. He's pulled back the joystick and he's up, up and away. Yes, yes. yes. And I believe that if he'd stayed on and faced the court, it would have been his finest hour. How unfair. Mm. Facing court would have been his finest hour, I reckon. I think you're right, Baz. I think you're right. There's simply no justice in this world. But But no matter matter how far or how wide I go, I 
I still get up Australia's nose. There he goes. Flying air lingers, I expect. Come back, John Borghetti. All is forgiven. A nine, ten, a four, five, six. Your last breath. It will probably be a deep breath. A long and lonely sigh as you inspect the golden thread of life and watch the knot gently untie. And you're asking yourself why. Finally gone. Why do you take so long? Barry! Jerry! Bloody! Elbow! Yes, yes, bloody elbow. I knew he was going to do that. Me too. Yep. What did he do? What didn't he do? Of all the bloody Saturdays in the year... Oh, yes, he did. He had to pick Saturday, October 14. For the All of Nation Nudie Run and Chess Challenge. Yes, that too, yes. But also the bloody voice referendum. We have the chance to turn the pages over. We can write what we want to write. On the back of our voice referendum ballot paper. On the back? Well, yeah, if we turn the pages over. True, true, bloody true. And Bloody Elbow puts it on the one single Saturday of the year that we're busy. Are we? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh, yes. We've, we've got the what's the name? We've got our excursion to the New South Wales Masters Tiddlywinking Championships. Oh, yes, we do. Yes. I spent all bloody year negotiating with Matron to get the community bus for that one. And Norm the Visigoth to drive. Yes, yes, although he's a major Tiddlywinks aficionado, so he would have driven us without pay, I reckon. He gets paid? He does, yes, sometimes. I thought driving like that was how he outworked his aggression. Therapy? And calisthenics. He's found a way to get paid to revive his former life doing monster truck hijinks. But that's not all, Baz. October 14 is also the same day as, well, you know what. Oh, do I? Yes, yes, you remember. I remember that I forgot. Yes, Barry, you know, the thing. The business that cannot be mentioned yet. Oh, we're up for an award for a commercial we did about the toilets. The Atric Brothers and Toilets. Typecasting. Shut up. Oh, yes, yes. It's all very hush-hush. I'll keep it clammed up, Jerry. Tight as a drum, like when you eat pizza for a week. Right, right. Well, I think I can edit that bit out before it goes global. I'll just write myself a note on my cheese wrapper here. Hang on. Yes, don't throw it out or you'll forget. Oh, it's just a backup, Baz. I've got a memory for these things like a... Like a... Oh, you know, one of those metal watsies with the spring and the big sharp teeth. A chastity belt? Yes, yes, that's it. I've got a mind like a chastity belt. Alkaline or electrified? Anyway, a quick community service announcement for all our hangers and danglers about the voice referendum, Bizzo. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Now, you've got to be careful how you fill out your voice to parliament referendum paper. Okay. Mm. Yes. You've got to write the actual words, yes or no. Right, so when I see the question, I write, Barry answers, yes or no. No, you don't put your name on it. It's supposed to be anonymous. So I just put Baz? No. 
Big Baz. No, Barry. Ba- Bazmeister, the referendum animal. No, just write yes or no in the box. In that little cardboard booth you stand in, <sighs> you just write on the walls. No, you write on the piece of paper they give you. The great big beach towel roll out you get. Do you vote above the line or below the line? No, you don't get the big beach towel ballot paper this time. You get one tiny little bit of paper. Oh, like a face towel. It's just a bit of paper with a question on it. Do you support the Aboriginal voice to Parliament? And I just write in the box, yes or no. You don't write yes or no. You just said I did. No, you have a choice. If you agree, you write yes. If you don't agree, you write no. And if you're not sure, you write yes or no. No! You write yes and no. No! So whatever you think, you just write no. No, you write whatever you think is right. That's an awfully long sentence to get in the box. Dear Albo, whatever you think is right. Oh, Barry, look. If you agree, just put a tick. Oh, and if I don't agree, just put a cross. No, no, you can't. The Electoral Commission will accept a tick for yes, but they won't accept a cross for no. So they're accepting a tick and a cross for yes? No, they accept a tick for yes, but a cross is just nothing. A tick is a yes and a cross is a nothing. That's right. Bloody hell, how confusing is that? Very confusing, apparently. Oh, well, it's all academic to me. Why is that? I was just going to draw a dick and balls. A dick and balls? Yes, I do that on all the referendums. Do you? Yes, I do. I make it neat. Do you draw a dick and balls on your ballot? A dick and balls. Mm, Well, it's probably best. It is, yes. Now, if we can just get it to a majority... Grumpy's ginger beer, a thirst-quenching theory of planetary motion in a bottle. Like, if the world's entire population simultaneously took a step in the same direction, would the Earth stop spinning? I mean, it's possible. Just ask Isaac Newton. I have his email address here somewhere. Not that he can get Wi-Fi under that apple tree. I usually just text the guys at Grumpy's ginger beer and they run down to him with a message. That's typical of Grumpy's ginger beer, the world's most accommodating beverage company with a real sense of scientific history. Pop the important questions at grumpysgingerbeer.com.au. Everybody chill. Did you know, Barry, we just had a blue moon? Oh, so the moon is made of cheese. Blue cheese. No, a blue moon is when an extra full moon occurs in a season. Really? Hmm. How often does that happen? Oh, once in a blue moon. You gotta love science. Yes, and this blue moon was also a supermoon. A moon flying around in a cape? No, a supermoon is a second full moon in a month. So this was a super blue moon. Yep. Sort of an indigo moon. I guess so. A moon that's been kicked in the crack from here to Mars 15 times over. Giving it a bruised and blotchy countenance. Thus, the bluish tinge. A bluish hue from the bruising. You gotta love science. And you gotta love the science of the super blue moon. Yeah, most fascinating. And while we're on the subject of our closest orbital friend, Mavis. No, the moon, Barry, the moon. That Mavis, she likes to orbit around me when the sun goes down. Well, I'm talking about the Earth's largest and most natural satellite. Well, I'm talking about my largest and most natural satellite. Oh, here we go. And when I'm within her tidal pull, well, certain parts of me can defy gravity. 
gravity, let me tell you. Way too much information there, Barry. Yeah, you got to love science. Well, getting back to a bit of lunar science for a moment, our Commonwealth cousins, India, have landed a space module on the moon's southern pole. Oh, right. So it doesn't get attacked by the polar bears? What? Yeah, polar bears only live at the North Pole. Oh. I read that in the Penguin Bridal Gazette. A little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing with you, isn't it, Barry? I can't wait to see those Indian astronauts get their selfies with the penguins. No, they didn't send astronauts to the moon. Well, there's always Photoshop. No, there's no Photoshop at the South Pole of the moon either. Just a big expanse of ice. Where the penguins live. That the Indians want to mine. For penguins? For water! There are no penguins on the moon. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. There's no air for them to breathe. But they live in the water, Jerry. They've got gills. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I, I didn't think of that. you got to love science. And turning to the back page... Sport! Yes, turning the morning motion over... It's a morning motion rotisserie. All the news that's fit to skewer on a spit. Yep, there's nothing more comforting than getting into a morning motion over some hot coals. And hot off the coals this morning, headline. The 2023 US Tennis Open is being played on grass. Oh, I thought it was hardcourt. Rebound ace. Is that what it's called? Well, this year it's being played on a bit of silver ace, if you know what I mean. Silver ace? Oh, yep. They've covered the court in marijuana. No, the players. They've covered the players in marijuana. Well, some of the players are complaining they can smell the devil's weed coming across the stadium. So the umpires are lighting up a toke? Well, explain some of their line calls. No, not the umpires. The ball boys? Well, it seems that there's a whole lot of spliffing going on in the park just outside the tennis. And if the breeze is just right, the players are getting a few nostrils full of the good stuff. Jeez, on their salaries, you'd think they could afford their own. Yeah, well, no one's going to pass their urine test this year. Maybe next year they'll get them back on the hard stuff. The hard drugs? No, no the hard court, Jerry. Yes, yes, drugs and sport... Do not mix. Drugs and sport, it's an explosive combo. Sure is. you got to love science. you got to love rule two of podcasting. When you don't have a decent segue, just use explosives. Yes, if you can't get smoothly from one headline to the next, just blow something up. The ultimate distraction so no one notices you suddenly change the subject. Speaking of a new subject... Smooth segue, Barry. That's just what Mavis said. Next headline. Sticking with the sports section? Of course. And our Nina Kennedy. Oh, yes. Shares the gold medal at the World Championships for the pole vault. Shares the gold? Yes, our Nina and the US pole vaulter flung themselves over the same height, 4.9 metres. Bloody hell. 4.9 metres? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Quite a lot. Not enough to pole vault the electric fence around here. Well, you'd probably clear the fence, but you'd land square on the razor wire. That's if Fritz on the turret doesn't pick you off first with the Gatling gun. True. Yes, I forgot about Fritz. Well, he is just a volunteer. So, our Nina Kennedy broke the Australian record by eight centimetres and won her first gold medal. Nina Kennedy must have been over the moon. Well, no, she was at the same level as the moon. Wow, that's one hell of a pole vault. No, no, not the moon moon. She could be the first Indian astronaut. No, Baz, moon was the other pole vaulter, Katie Moon. With a name like moon, she picked the right sport. Yeah, she catapults herself up into the night sky. Well, well that too, I suppose. Anyway, 
After two and a half hours of trying to jump over 4.9 metres, Nina and Kate decided they'd share. In fact, it's the first time in the history of the World Athletics Championships that the gold medal has been shared. Well, synchronised pole vault is a fairly new sport. Synchronised pole vault? Yeah. No, 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 they didn't jump the same height at the same time. Well, maybe they should. I mean, that'd bring the crowds in. Two pole vaulters charging down the runway, two poles sticking in the ground. Two poles bending like a bridge support in a hurricane. Two poles snap in unison and the athletes get identical injuries. Well, they wouldn't get any marks for the jump. Are you kidding? They'd get perfect scores for artistic expression. Oh, and speaking of simply expressing yourself, the head of Spanish football is in deep caca after expressing himself on the lips of a Spanish women's soccer player at the World Cup. Ah, the Women's World Cup. That's old news. Episode one. Well, Luis Rubiales, president of Spanish football, has kept the Women's World Cup in the news cycle by, and I quote, straight from your morning motion. Yep, as cited in my morning motion, Rubiales forcibly kissed Spanish number 11, Jenny Hermoso, on the lips during the World Cup presentation. The world's media were disgusted. They were, they were. Yes. So disgusted they kept replaying it on high rotation for a week. They did, yes, so yes. So now the Spanish women's team has gone on strike, Louisa's mother is on a hunger strike and he's been suspended from all football-related activities. They'd be better off suspending him from all kissing-related activities, surely. I think they missed that one, yes, Barry, but he's suspended from all footy activities. So he can't even go down the park and have a kick around with the kids? Oh, probably not. All because of a kiss? Mm. Isn't that just a Spaniard being a Spaniard? Oh. They'll kiss anything that's not nailed down. They kiss a lot of things that are nailed down. Trees? And as you know, Barry, I have some experience in this area. Kissing trees? No, I have experience with Mediterranean kissing culture. Oh, yes, you had the Mediterranean in-laws. Did I ever? Kissing the in-laws, what an ordeal. You'd go to a family do and they'd be all lined up around the corner. Seriously, you'd have to go around kissing everyone twice. And then by the time you got through, it was time to go home. The goodbye kisses. Yes, yes, yes. you've got to go around the circle again. Kissy kiss everyone goodbye. That's the only thing that ever happened at these in-law gatherings. That's one long conga line of kissing. That's all these Mediterraneans do. It's a national pastime. A hobby. Yep. So Louise Rubiales is going to pay the ultimate price for kissing the wrong flatmate. Or somebody else's. Or somebody else's flatmate, yes. Y you know, as an international soccer player, Jenny Hermoso probably should have had a better way to handle this. So to speak, yes. I mean, I've seen those soccer players and they're very good at that soccer ball drill, you know. Oh, yes, yes, you mean the one where they juggle the ball from knee to knee continuously for five minutes? <laughs> yes, and when Luis was coming in for that sloppy big smooch, she should have just gone the old knee-juggling soccer ball drill. Oh, yes, yes, I see what you mean, Barry. She could have just held him there, kept the hacky sack aloft for five continuous minutes. Of course, he was up for celebrating her ball-juggling skills. And what a celebration that would have been. He'd certainly think twice the next time he was going to lean in on a female soccer player. And the news footage would have been so much more interesting. Doctors wait 
chest pain, sharp, it starts to burn. They said it was angina, I think they're telling fibs. They said it was me muscles catching on my ribs. Done it, the arrhythmia. I never thought would come. Put that nitroglycerin tablet under my tongue. I got a dodgy old heart. I gotta swallow my pills I gotta give up jogging so hard up all of those hills All of my life I get out there and train I push through the wall and the ankle sprain But now I gotta sit down and catch my breath Pushing through this new pain I'll catch my death My knees should give out first But now it feels like my cardiovascular system's gonna burst I've got a dodgy old heart I'm gonna choke on my pills I'll have a heart attack trying to pay all these medical bills Beep. Okay, I hadn't even started swearing, and the beep happened. No, that was the uh, that was the heartbeat, not the swearing. Beep. Oh, right, I right, see. Yeah, they both quite, they're quite distinct. They both beat at the same pace. Yes, that's right. For every heartbeat, there's a swear word. There's a swear word. Yes, that's life, isn't it? Particularly right. playing Scrabble. Mm, here we go. The great big beach towel rollout you get. Do you vote above the line or by the line? Oh, well, it's all academic to me. Why is that? Oh, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing these surprises. I did read this. Yes, you say that every... every I know. Every, um, listen epi- to that laugh. You have it in there just to make know, just me to laugh. Get laugh. Oh, well, it's all academic to me. Why is that? I was just going to draw a dick and balls. A dick and balls? Yes, I do that on all the referendums. Do you? Yes, I do. I make it neat. Do you draw a dick and balls on your ballot? A dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's the baseline jokes that get, get, get the giggles, isn't it? Okay. Um, but some part of me says I might start doing that. <laughs> you might actually do that because it's about as much good as, it, as it's going to do. That's right. Polar bears only live at the North Pole. Oh. I read that in the Penguin Bridal Gazette. 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 Yeah, mm. just give me that, that last bit. For penguins. For water. There are no penguins on the moon. There's a perfectly normal sentence. Yes. You gotta love science. You gotta love rule two of podcasting. When you don't have a decent segue, just use explosives. Yes, that's actually very funny. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to how to go to the next subject, so I'll just blow something up. Could the Monty Python thing? This is the stupidest script I've ever seen. Shall we stop it? Yeah, yeah right. Just blow it up. <laughs> Not enough to pole vault the electric fence around here. Well, you'd probably clear the fence, but you'd land square on the razor wire. <laughs> what kind of a place is this spindly <laughs> pine? Yeah, well, it gets worse. I like it. Yes. Well, you'd probably clear the fence, but you'd land square on the razor wire. That's if Fritz on the turret doesn't pick you off first with the Gatling gun. True, yes, I forgot about Fritz. Well, he is just a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> a volunteer. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's actually quite funny. It's a um, great visual. Yes. With a name like Moon, she picked the right sport. Yeah, she cap. Yeah, she cap. Oh, catapulted. Capitots. Catapults. And when Luis was coming in for that sloppy big smooch, she should have just gone the old knee-juggling soccer ball drill. Oh, yes, yes, I see what you mean, Barry. Did, she could have just held him there, kept the hacky sack. <laughs> On behalf of the National Carrier, I want to apologise. Too many of you have had flights delayed, flights cancelled, or bags misplaced. When it comes to what you expect from Qantas, it's not good enough. So as well as saying sorry,